0: Listener discretion is advised. Something that you'd like to listen to, I would go ahead and fast forward about two minutes. Autopsies were done the following day in order to give the girls' bodies enough time to thaw out and what they would find nobody could have ever imagined. Each body underwent a five-hour autopsy. When their stomach's contents were examined, pathologists were able to conclude that the sisters most likely died within about five hours from the last time they were seen at the theater, so that would make their time of death somewhere between the late evening of December 28th and the early morning of the 29th. No conclusion was actually ever made to their actual time of death. Toxicology reports were able to conclude that neither Barbara or Patricia consumed any alcohol, drugs, or poison prior to their death. Barbara was discovered to have engaged in sexual intercourse, however, no marks or wounds were found on her body to suggest that it was forced. Semen was also found in Patricia's vaginal fluid. No fatal wounds were found, however, both of the girls' faces were inflicted with wounds that were thought to have come from rodents after death. The official cause of death for both Barbara and Patricia is murder by secondary shock as a result to being exposed to the elements, which caused their body temperature to go below the critical level compatible with life. Walter McCarran was one of the coroners to perform the autopsies on Barbara and Patricia, and he had determined that the girls' bodies had been laying there near Devil's Creek for weeks before they were discovered on January 22nd. Apparently, it had gotten extremely cold and there was tons of snowfall during the weeks leading up to the discovery of the bodies, and that was the reason that they were not found sooner. However, Chief Investigator Henry Gloss believed that Barbara and Patricia had been alive until at least January 7th, and that they were dumped just after the snowfall, since only after then would the snow be able to melt around their bodies due to them still being warm enough to create the ice that was found to have formed around them. He also believed that the wounds on the sisters' faces were consistent with that of some kind of brutal assault, leading him to conclude that they were indeed molested. Like I said, there were many alleged sightings of Barbara and Patricia, and these sightings went along with Gloss's timeline. A security guard named Jack Franklin reported giving the girls directions on the morning of December 29th. That afternoon at around 2.30pm, a friend of the girls named Judy Burrow reported seeing both of the sisters walking westward. And in the early evening, another classmate of Patricia's stated that she saw her walking past a restaurant in the company of two other girls, none of which were Barbara. On the early morning of December 30th, at around 5.40 a.m., the restaurant owners of D&L Restaurant on West Madison, which was only about five and a half miles from Brighton Theater, seized Barbara and Patricia, who seemed drunk as she was unable to walk on her own. They were in the company of one of their dishwashers, Edward Benny Bedwell. Bedwell was a young drifter from Tennessee and it was said that he bore quite the resemblance to Elvis Presley. He quickly became a suspect and actually later confessed to the murder of the Grams sisters. However, he'd later recant his confession after stating that it was coerced by police after they did an intense three-day interrogation on him. And even after the owners of the restaurant said they had misidentified the girls he was with that morning, Bedwell would be charged with Barbara and Patricia's murder. However, no evidence against him would be found, and on February 6th, he'd be freed on a $20,000 bond. Another prime suspect would be 17-year-old Max Fleeg, and even though in the state of Illinois, it is illegal for a minor to be subject, this will conclude the episode.